Welcome everyone to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I'm your host, Antonio Garza, and welcome all to this wonderful, wonderful edition where let's hope it's not a dud. But before that, yeah, we are going to be talking about AW. Before that, let's go all the way to Japan for our usual Japanese report. Uh, This week, we've had four episodes of the New Japan Cup uh, since our last podcast so that is going to be the focus of this uh episode of wrpx um let's so we can go all the way back to the anniversary show which we said we were gonna quickly cover uh this episode realistically that the the card itself wasn't like super eventful uh the opener was gabriel k hiroki goto master wato and tomaki honma versus suzuki gun being the team of doki minor suzuki taichi and sack saber jr uh this match was won by goto over doki next up we had juice robinson devin philly hiroshi tanahashi ryusuke tagushi and toa Hinari versus the bullet club chase owens evil Jay White, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori. And in this match, Evil pin Taguchi for the win. We had Chaos, Okada, Cho, and Ishii versus LIJ, Bushi, Sanada, and Shingo Takagi. And this uh, show pin Bushi uh, for the win. Like all of these matches were okay. Like nothing like super eventful or uh, noteworthy. They were just like your basic uh, tag, multi man tag matches. It was okay. Uh, we had the announcement that New Japan will be running two, it sounds like, pretty huge shows in May. And that's going to be May 15. They're going to be running the Yokohama Stadium. I I think this is a new stadium in Yokohama, which may have been create, uh, done for the Olympics. I don't know. But um, I do believe this is a new venue. And so they're going to be running it. And then they're going to do a fucking Tokyo Dome show on the 29th. Uh, so like immediately this sounds like huge, huge shows. I like, I'm, I'm guessing the winner of the new Japan cup is going to be challenging at either of these two shows, but this sounds huge. And it's, it's also making me wonder if they're going to replace the minion in some way, because May 29th is really close to what usually is the week of the minion being like june like the first week of june really and so i don't know uh the the one benefit of this is that yokohama to, uh, tokyo dome and dominion they all happen in different cities uh so there is a chance that there will be um they there will be able to to like sell a bunch of tickets for for each show but i don't know they're 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 pretty big shows. <laughs> we'll see how they do, especially because, like, I, I believe Tokyo and some other cities are still in emergency closures. So I can't imagine they can sell out the the thing. I mean, even if they try, but like they can they cannot sell a lot of tickets. So I don't know, but we'll have to see to see like what the cards look like. I think at the end of the day. And finally, we had the two New Japan Cups uh, first round matches and the IWGP title 
and IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. So first we had Satoshi Kojima versus Jeff Cobb with Cobb getting his win back over Kojima. This was a really fun match. Um, it was just like a bit of a hoss fight with with some Cobb doing like some good spots. Um, I, there's really not much to say. It was just a hoss fight with a really like both men had like a good display of strength and so it was good kojima looked really good even in loss and that was it uh, Cobb at this point will be going after evil and i'll go over the the brackets at uh after we we like finish uh this whole thing um we had tetsuya naito losing to the great okan i personally like this match a lot I thought that Naito's personality clashed perfectly with Great Okan because Naito tends to like be that type of guy that pisses you off and Okan was totally solid, focused, and he pretty much destroyed Naito, who was caught off guard. Um as we as I mentioned before in last week's episode, I, I think that we are going to start to see an LIJ versus United Empire feud and I'm totally expecting to see like Naito versus Osprey at one point, maybe at the Yokohama show or the Tokyo Dome show. Um, depending on, on how Osprey does in the New Japan Cup. But I think this is where it starts, you know, Naito losing to Great Okan. And, and there was another match later in the, the tour where the United Empire once again defeated um the lij so i think there's something brewing in there uh at this point great okan will be uh, going against the winner of yano versus Fale. and finally the main event of the anniversary show was the iwgp heavyweight and intercontinental championship match uh this was kodai bushi defending against el desperado i actually had a lot of trouble figuring out if this was a title match or not because they're usually not title matches but then i thought that this was but then some people were saying that it wasn't um so i just kind of went with what was reported in the web the new japan website and i have to imagine that they they have the legit information i thought the match was awesome um i thought that desperado looked like you can't really say that he was at par with Ibushi, but he definitely looked like someone that belongs in main events. Um, I, I, I really liked it. And it was interesting to see Desperado have to play the an underdog of the match and Ibushi, the, the big guy, because it's usually the other way around. Uh, Desperado tends to be one of the bigger guys in the junior division. And Ibushi, in a way... Uh, at least until like recently, he used to be like the smaller guy of the heavyweight division. And so it was like a nice interaction between them. Um, I, I wouldn't say that this was either man's best match in recent months. I prefer, I, I like this Parada versus Hero more and I liked Ibushi versus White more. But this was still like really, really good. Um, the, the story of the match was... Desperado was chasing the leg submission over Ibushi and Ibushi was just like going after Desperado's head and so we had like a couple of good near falls towards the end at one point Desperado had uh, numero dos locked in and, and it was like a really good 
tease. Um, obviously, like, it's a good tease, but it's one of those matches where you just knew that there was no way Desperado was going to end up with a f four championships uh, <laughs> by the end of the night, you know? Uh, he's awesome, but he's not going to be given four championships. So that was the anniversary show. Um, it was an okay show. I, I think this show mainly happened because of of tradition. Uh, it was really weird that they packed it in between Castle Attack and the New Japan Cup because it kind of made it feel less important in the sense that the matches had only like one or two days of build. And then half of the card was also like uh, preview matches for the New Japan Cup. And then two matches were actually New Japan Cup matches. So it was kind of weird. Um, maybe they'll start to like, like they last last year and this year, they've been moving around the, the calendars a lot. So maybe they're going to start to see uh, where certain where certain shows need to be placed in order to give traditional shows like this one more importance but nonetheless it was a it was a fun show it was an easy watch um it was okay and that was the anniversary show so this one had two new japan cup matches next up we went to the actual new japan cup um this was march the 5th this is the first official new japan cup show of the tour the openers were Gabriel Kidd, Honma, and Juja Wembura uh, versus Suzuki Gon, uh, Doki, Minoru Suzuki, and Zack Saber Jr. This one, Suzuki won with a GSP over Wemura. We had Finley, Tanahashi, Tiger Mask, and Joshihashi, like such a weird fucking team, versus the Bullet Club, Chase Owens, Evil, Taiji Shimori, and Yuhiro Takahashi. Uh, this was pretty kind of shitty. Uh, the only good thing was the stuff between Ishimori and Tanahashi, but that was about it. Uh, Evil won with the Darkness Scorpion, which is a sharp uh, Scorpion Deathlock that he's trying to get over right now. Uh, he submitted Tiger Mask. We had Master Wato and Tenkoji, uh, that being Tenzan and Kojima, versus the United Empire, the whole team. And this was really fun. Uh, this is the match that you may have already seen gifs out there of Cobb manhandling Master Watto like if he was a, a little boy. Uh, so it was like really, really fun. Uh, in this match, there was a reference in the post-match promo about Tencent using the, the chop, the Mongolian chop. Like, Okan called him out and said like, hey... You know what? At least rename the the shop like the Hail the Empire shop. But this just tells me that they're just not gonna give. They're they're not gonna care about the stipulation. They're just like going to try and rub it like like put it under the the carpet or something, the rug. Cause yeah, like I don't think uh, it's not gonna stick. Um, it it annoys me because they actually went through the motions of doing it, and. I think if it had been maybe some other wrestlers, they would have tried to figure out a way to to deal with it. But it being Tenzan, they're probably like, who gives a fuck? It's just Tenzan. Like, let him do his fucking move. Otherwise, he doesn't have shit. And then we had the actual New Japan Cup matches. Uh, this date, we had Toru Yano defeating Bad Luck Fale. This was a total Yano match. Um... In the sense that it's a bunch of comedy, uh, 
which I personally like. A lot of people don't. But it obviously doesn't make for like a really good match. Uh, Yano won when Fale taped his hands around the ring post and then Yano low blow him. And so Yano was able to get inside the ring um, before the 10 count and, and Fale was counted out. So it's okay. So at this point, we're going to get Toriyano versus Okan, which should be interesting. Um, I would imagine Okan wins that one. But it should be interesting, I think. And then we had the main event, which was Taichi versus Goto. And this was fucking awesome. Uh, this was the type of match that both men look best at. Uh, just two guys like clobbering each other and hitting bombers and lariats all over the place. Um, yeah, like there's, there's not much to say. That was pretty much it. Just like. They beat the shit out of each other. Taichi had a lot of fire. Goto had a lot of fire. Goto won the match uh, after the GTW and GTR uh, combo. And like I was sad to see Taichi go after the first round, but it was just like, like you couldn't feel bad because it was such a good match and Goto won and he kind of deserved the win because he looked really good. And so... I don't know, like, no complaints uh, in the booking sense in, in this match. But it was fun. Uh, I think, like, everything that I see of Taichi right now screams at me that he's just, like, at the cusp of being a babyface. He pretty much was a babyface against the Gorillas of Destiny. And so, I don't know. At this point, I see Taichi as a babyface. Uh, and after this match, Goto is waiting for the winner of Okada versus Chingo. And so this was, it was an okay show. A lot of the shows that uh, we've had this weekend or week, they've been okay. Uh, I think the tournament has been really good. We've already seen a couple of really good matches, but the shows themselves have been okay. Uh, from okay to good. I don't think we've had like anything that was like great, but they are really easy shows to watch. Uh, especially if you only care about the tournament because you only get like two or three matches a day. Um, and I mean, let's be realistic. This is still the first round of the tournament. We are still having to to deal with your, your heroes and your uh, your young lions and your, your Fales. And so at this point, it's understandable that some of the shows like are not amazing. Because we are still in the first uh, round. But yeah, I mean, this is an okay show. This was, uh, like I said, the, the March the 5th. March the 6th, we saw uh, David Finley, Tohinari, Yuja Wemura versus the Bullet Club, Owens, Jay White, and Taiji Ishimori. Uh, this was kind of meh. Uh, I didn't really think much of this match. Uh, Ishimori won over Wemura with a bloody cross. At this point, they're building White versus Hanare and Owens versus Finley. Um, one thing that I can say about White and Hanare is that White is such a strong, strong character that he makes Hanare look like a dork and like a geek. And I don't know if it was the best uh, pair up. Uh, I guess you have to deal with it. Like, I mean, you have to get over it. But... Yeah, like Hinata, this this whole tour so far has looked like a total geek just because he has to interact with Jay White. Uh, so 
Sucks for him, man. Sucks for him. Uh, we got Lij Bushi Sanada and Naito losing to the United Empire Ocon Cop and Osprey, and this is a match yeah, that I was referencing. That like Lij just got their asses kicked. Um, the 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 ending of the match was Cop pinning Bushi with the tour of the islands, and like at this point, I started to notice that the United Empire is being like super strongly booked this tournament. Uh, at this point, all three men advance to the second round, and they've I, I think they've won all of their tag matches through the tournament. I mean, through the tour, uh, and, and it's Cobb that's getting all the wins. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if Cobb loses to Evil, but then gets all the wins in the tag matches while Ocon and Osprey go into further down the the tournament. I. At this point, I'm expecting Osprey to be, if not the winner, the finalist of his bracket. I think it's going to come down to him versus White, um, which it could go to either. I would kind of rather it go to Osprey just to get something new. Um, but yeah, like I think Osprey is going to be like really strong. And I think Okan is going to come all the way down to maybe Okan versus Tanahashi, where Tanahashi may get the win. Or Okan could win. I don't know. Um, like if Okan wins, I, I'm guessing he has to lose against. Uh, like it, we wouldn't get like Osprey versus Okan or White versus Okan. I don't think so. Um, so I, I could totally see Tanahashi being the one that beats Okan down the line and then get Osprey or White beating Tanahashi. Something like that. We'll, we'll go into the brackets. <laughs> um, I'm trying to jump ahead. Uh, then we had the three. This was a uh, show with three New Japan Cup matches, and they were all pretty good, actually. Um, we had Suzuki defeating Honma in what was arguably Honma's best match since he came back. Uh, this was just like this is a match that benefits Honma because it's just based on striking and submissions, and Honma doesn't need to do anything dangerous or doesn't need to like move uh, at, a, at a, like a super hard pace for him. So, Honma was able to look really, really good in this match. Um, Tsuzuki won with the GSP. And, like, I kind of felt that this spot for Honma could have gone to Taguchi or Wemura since we have Suji and Gabriel Kidd. But, I mean, Honma looked good. He lost the first round. I, I don't know, like, I can't... Like, I wish we would have gotten, uh, like, when, like, when would ever Suzuki, they have, like, a, a good history going on right now. But I, I understand, you know, Honma is, uh, you know, he's a, a big name or at least an established name. And they wanted to give him the match. So it's okay, I guess. Like, he had a good match. We had Kenta defeat Juice Robinson. The match was good, but I personally found it kind of boring <laughs> uh i don't know i just haven't been digging juice robinson for a while uh he's he he feels like he's doing just the same shtick over and over again um but the match was good like it was well wrestled and everything um so it was just like more my fault i think that i just zoned out like i, I just wasn't into it but um 
The story here was that Kenta went after Juice's eye since he recovered from that broken orbital bone earlier this year. And so that was kind of like the story here. At the end, Kenta reversed the pull friction and got the game over for the win. So it's okay. At this point, we are going to be getting Kenta versus Suzuki, which is probably going to be awesome. <laughs> like second round, it's already like starting to look like super, super good. And then we had uh, the second biggest upset of the tournament, the one being Okano Renaito. This is Takagi defeated Kazuchika Okada in a fantastic, fantastic match. This was great. Um, it felt like both men were racing each other to see who could land the most amount of pumping bombers and lariats and rainmakers because there was just like a bunch of them encounters and counters. Um, at this point, like like we talked on the previous show, we know that Okada is indeed hurting. Uh, he has problems with some discs in his lower back. And so I kind of figured that was going to be the reason why he lost, but he's still in the in the tour doing tag matches. Obviously, it's not the same amount of work, but uh, I figured you're going to leave after you lose and then, you know, either recover or I don't know if he requires surgery or what he re requires, but I figured he was going to take the time off. But I mean, he's still working through it. So damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match was fantastic. It was just like like Shingo is a guy that can have a Chingo's like Ishii. They can have top matches with anyone because Chingo has like so much fire and he's so intense that he makes everyone look good. And Okada is Okada. Even a hurting Okada looks fantastic. Um, like, especially with someone like Chingo who will bring the best out of him. So, no complaints. It was just fantastic. This is the this is one match that you definitely need to go out of your way to watch. Um, yeah, and at this point, Chingo will be going against Goto in the next round, which also sounds fantastic. They've already had a couple of matches in their past that were really good, so that should be really, really, really fun. Next up, we had New Japan Cup from March the 7th, third day in a row. We opened with Suji defeating Wembura. Suji at this point is in the tournament, so he got the win. Uh, but it's your usual good opener with uh, Young Lions. We got Kojima and Honma losing to the United Empire, the team of Okan and Jeff Cobb. Uh, Cobb got the win with uh, two other islands, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then he got attacked by... Oh, no. I mean, I think... Uh, no, I think there's a, there's a match where evil attack Cobb. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's this one. Uh, there's probably an, another match that I'm thinking of, but, um, I don't know. It was an okay match. Uh, it had the benefit of having Kojima as the guy who could work and Honma as the baby face in peril. So they were able to hide all of the Honma deficiencies, um, we had Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Toa Hanare versus Dick Togo, Evil, Jay White, and Kenta. Uh, this was actually really fun. I, I really enjoyed this. There was a lot to this match. Uh, White and Hanare did their stuff. And like Hanare still looks like a gi, but it wasn't like that bad. Uh, Taguchi did a lot of comedy with everyone. And I actually kind of like 
had hopes that one day we could get like serious Taguchi versus Jay White. I think that could be really, really good. Um, we got some Kenta versus Robinson doing their stuff, and then Evil was mostly there just for the heat stuff. Uh, same as Togo. Togo was there for the pin. Uh, Tanahashi won over Togo with the high fly flow, which is kind of weird for Tanahashi to do the high fly flow in a tag match, but it happened uh we had chaos the team of goto okada sho and ishi versus the lij team of bushi sanara chingo takagi and tetsuya naito obviously at this point they're building chingo versus goto they're building ishi versus sanada and you may as well just do stuff with naito versus okada and naito versus show bushi versus show chingo versus show Sanada versus Sishi, Sanada versus uh, Okada. Like, there's just like tons of combinations at this point from between these two teams. So, there was just like a lot of stuff happening. At the end, Shingo beat Cho for the win. And I don't know. It was fun. Like, the, the stuff built here between Ishii and Sanada and, and Goto and, and Takagi was really good. So, I was hopeful for both matches. And then we go into the tournament matches. Uh, in this show, we had Zack Sabre Jr. defeat Gabriel Kidd in a great, great, um, just like basic grappling match. This was like the usual Zack Sabre match where he dominates uh, in the mat and then he gets up and like gets cocky. And wants to like strike, get into the striking battle, and that's when he gets his ass kicked. Uh, he gave a lot to to Gabriel Kid. My only w one issue with this match is that it went like way, way long. I think this went about eighteen minutes, and I would have cut it like at the tenth. Uh, I thought the match went way too long, uh, especially because it's Gabriel Kid, and and so it was hard to see like just Gabriel Kid. Either sell too much or get so much heat on Saver. So, it, it, I don't know. It just felt like super, super long. Um, and I don't know. Uh, at this point, Saver is waiting for the winner of the main event. And that main event was Hiroyoshi Tenson versus William Osprey. And this wasn't... Like, it wasn't as good as Saver versus Kid. And... It it wasn't Tencent's... Like, I've heard people say that it was Tencent's best match. I personally like Tencent's match with Joshihashi from last year way more. Uh, but it was a good match. Obviously, Osprey had to wrestle circles around Tencent to, like, make him look good. The, the, the thing here is that when Tencent fought Joshihashi, that was more of a... That wasn't, like, that big of a styles clash between them because Tencent can have... A strong style fight and Joshihashi that's pretty much his style and so it's easier for them but in this case Osprey he's just like way more spotty and so it was harder for I guess for Tenson to follow up with Osprey and Osprey obviously had to like set himself up for Tenson a bunch of times and so that, that made the match suffer but it was still like pretty decent uh, like for a main event show on the 7th, uh, which was, what was the 7th? 
the seventh was Sunday. Okay, no, for for a main event show on a Sunday, it, it was kind of like weak. Um, but I don't know, like it was okay. Like again, no complaints. It, it's it's the first round. It's uh like the show itself had been pretty decent, so I wasn't like uh I wasted my time because no, it didn't feel like a waste of time. And and this was the seventh of March the third night so far and finally today um as i am recording the 9th of march we had uh episode or show number four of the new japan cup this uh chaos a team of toriyano and joshihashi team up with wemura versus bad luck fale evil and yuhiro takahashi this was pretty bad again evil one with the darkness scorpion on wemura whatever uh, we had Gabriel Kidd, Kojima, and Honma versus the United Empire. And once again, Cobb got the win with the Tour of the Islands. Uh, this was over Gabriel Kidd in this uh, case. Uh, this, the rest of the match was pretty much similar with Kojima being the hot tags and Honma being baby fist in peril. So it wasn't really dim- uh, that different from the previous match. We had Finn Juice, uh, Tanahashi, and Hanare versus Owens, Ghetto, Jay White, and Kenta. Uh, again, nothing like super eventful here. We got more Finley versus Owens and more Hinata versus Jay White, which I don't know. Like at this point, it's it's all white. Like Hinata just doesn't like. This is the best that Hinata looked, and he still couldn't live up to white at all. We had Chaos, the team of Goto, Okada, and Sho versus Lij, Bushi, Shingo, and Naito. And this match saw Goto defeat Bushi for the win. Uh, in this match, you can totally see that Okada and Naito are just completely out of... Like, they're not trying anymore. They, like, this was slightly comedy Okada and T-shirt Naito. Like, they're just, like, letting the other guys do their thing. And they're just here to, I don't know, to sell tickets, I guess. Uh, so bless their hearts. And then we got into the New Japan Cup uh, first round matches. We got Juji Nagata versus Jota Suji. Obviously, Nagata won. Suji being a, a young lion. This was good. This was like your your usual young lion opener match that you see with an all-timer and a young lion, uh, which are usually really good. So imagine that plus five or ten more minutes than you usually get. So obviously they were able to build a a stronger match but it wasn't like any different uh from those really uh it was nagata doing submissions and kicks and it was suji doing power moves and you know your basic young line stuff so it was really good at the end i got the one with the backdrop suplex bridge and and yeah that was it uh joe suji got a couple of like nice near falls he was doing like a bunch of like splashes and sentons but that was pretty much it um so, I don't know. Good match, though. Good match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we had Ishii versus Sanada. Uh, and I really, really liked this match. I liked the... Kind of like the the idea behind the match, which was Ishii and Sanada are two guys with completely different styles of matches. But... And so, like, you had both guys trying to, like, pull uh, the other guy into their own match, their own style. And so you had like 
Ishii trying to go for striking, Sanada trying to go of like for the usual like uh moves and like high flying not high flying, but like your drop kicks and your stuff like that. And so eventually like Ishii was just beating the shit out of Sanada, and so Sanada was like, Okay, bring it, fucker. And they did some uh, strong style and then the match did kind of start to trans transition into Sanada's style with the more reversal stuff, like the 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 springboards, the jumps. And at the end, it was Sanada winning um, with a pop-up TKO and a, like a moonsault, just like snap moonsault. Um, and yeah, it was, a, I, I really liked it. I, this was a match that I don't remember seeing before. It, it probably happened at one point, but I, it was a pair up that I don't remember seeing much like before. So I was kind of like looking forward to it. Um, I would like to see them go at it again and like maybe with Ishii winning to see like a different type of match. But, uh, I don't know, like I'm, I'm totally down to see Ishii do like a, a full strong style match versus Sonata, for instance. And at this point we are going to be getting Sanada versus Yuji Nagata in the next round, which should be good. Like it should be like also like just basics and, and kicks and submissions so that was new japan cup up to this point uh just to recap really quick uh cobb defeated kojima so it's going to be cop and evil on the 11th uh great okan defeated naito and he's going to be okan's going to be going against toriyano on the 11th uh, Goto defeated Taichi, and so he's going to be going after uh, Takagi, who defeated Okada, and that's going to be happen on the 13th. Uh, Suzuki defeated Honma, and it's going to be Suzuki versus Kenta, who defeated Juice Robinson, and that match is going to be also on the 13th. And then on the other side of the brackets, we so far have Will Osprey defeat Tenson and Zack Saber Jr. Uh, defeat. Uh, the Gabriel Kid. So on the 14th, it's going to be Osprey versus Zack Saber Jr. We got Nagata defeat Suji and Sanada defeat Ishii. And so on the 14th, also we're getting Sanada versus Nagata left in the final like quarter of the first round matches. It's Finley versus Owens on the 10th, Joshihashi versus Juhiro Takahashi on the 10th. Toa Hinata versus Jay White on the 10th. And the winner of that match goes against Tanahashi, who had a bye. And so at this point, uh, as things start to like go down, I think on the first quarter of the tournament, where we still have Cobb, Okan, uh, Jano, and Evil alive, I am expecting to see Evil defeat Cobb. And then... Probably Okan beat Jano and then get Okan versus Evil, which would be like an interesting pair up. And that match could probably go to Evil, unfortunately. Um, and the bottom corner of the, the brackets, we still got Goto, Takagi, Suzuki, and Kenta. That is only the strong style corner of the tournament. And so from here, I could see... I, I can expect Takaki to beat Goto and then 
maybe I think Kenta is going to defeat Suzuki and then we may get Kenta Takagi or Kenta Goto. I think Kenta Goto may be the more marketable one that they want to do, but Kenta Takagi should be amazing. So I would go with Tenka, uh, Takagi versus Kenta for sure. Uh, and then in the upper corner of the other side, we still got Osprey, Saber, Nagata, and Sanada. I am expecting Osprey to beat Saber and Sanada to beat Nagata. And so we'll be getting Osprey versus Sanada. And from there, um, I think Osprey. And that guy would probably go against either Tanahashi or White from the other corner. Um, the, the thing here is that I don't know if they would want to do White versus Osprey. It may be easier to do Sanada versus White, but they could totally do Osprey versus Tanahashi, which would be really good. And so, yeah, that seems to be it. I think, I think we may be getting Goto or Takagi at the finals. I wouldn't be surprised we get Takagi versus Osprey at the finals and have the what the, was the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors a couple of years ago be the, the finals of the New Japan Cup this year. That'd be interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But that is it for New Japan. Um, we still have another show that we need to quickly talk about. And yes... We are going to be talking about AW's Revolution 2021, a show that made a lot of noise, a lot of news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, straight up, I can tell you, I thought the show was a uh, thumbs in the middle. Uh, there was some good stuff, some okay stuff, and some stuff that I was just bored out of my mind off. Uh, and then I think the booking wise, I think the right decisions were made though. So I think no complaints in that sense. So from the buy-in, we had Brick Baker and Makito versus Thunder Rosa and Riho. The match was really good. Um, uh, I dread and still dreaded and dread and dread what Makito will become in the U.S. Like... Not in the sense of booking, because I trust that AW would be able to book her properly, or at least let Ito be Ito. But I just, I just dread what the fans are going to make out of Maki Ito, and I don't know. Like similar to when someone signs with WWE, I just feel like having Maki Ito here just makes her one of the bunch. Uh, like she doesn't feel special just being in a in a pre-show non-advertised uh teaming up with baker and nyla rose i don't know doesn't feel special at all so uh, i don't know like it, it's sad when that type of stuff happens but what can we do like money talks uh we go into the main show Start with the AEW World Tag Team Championship match where the Young Bucks defeated the Inner Circle. I thought I thought the match was okay. It was good, 
But it was also the same Young Bucks match that I've been seeing since they were still in Japan. Like their last year in Japan where they were doing the whole thing of Matt Jackson being injured. I've seen the same Young Bucks match uh, every time that I see him. Granted, I don't watch AW on a weekly basis, so I haven't seen all of the Young Bucks matches. Uh, but like the ones that I've seen just feel the same. And this was just one of them. Um and I mean it was a well wrestled match for the most part. Uh Jericho looked okay, MGL looked fantastic. But that was it, you know, like it didn't feel it didn't feel special to me. And that was I think like a lot of this show, it didn't feel special to me, uh, as previous shows have felt. Even though like it seemed to be like super hyped for a lot of people, this show this didn't feel special for me. Uh we had the casino tag team uh Royale. And they saw the. It, it came down to, so okay. Let me run down the teams that were there. We had the Natural Nightmares. We had the Dark Order. We had three teams of the Dark Order: uh, Five and Ten, um, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, and the Beaver Boys. We had Santana and Ortiz. We had the Seidel Brothers. We had the Gun Club. We had Pretty Peter Avalon and Cesar Benoni. We got the Varsity Blondes, Bear Country, Jurassic Express, Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, uh, Daniel Sincasarian, and the Death Triangle. Up until the point where it was down to Phoenix, Pac, Silver, and Jungle Boy, the match was nothing. Like, literally nothing. People came in and out. No one made a, a noise. The only team that I legit... Like, remember being impactful to me? It was Bear Country because they're huge motherfuckers and they were, like, just doing a lot of stuff. No one else seemed special to me. Uh, like, there were teams like Avalon and Bononi that was, like, they're, they're like, a dark team. Like, why are they here? Um, so, yeah, like, up until the last four, this match just felt, like, completely, like, nothing. It was just a clusterfuck of people in the ring. Uh, but it was until, yeah, like Silver, Phoenix, Pac, and Jungle Boy was really fun. Silver and Pac got eliminated quickly, and then it came down to Phoenix versus Jungle Boy, which is a match that I would totally like, like to watch instead. And at the end, Phoenix uh, eliminated uh, Perry for the win. So, I don't know. Like, I think Death Triangle versus Bucks is going to be good, but the way they got there wasn't that good. And... The biggest pop of the night went to Silver and Reynolds, uh, arguably just Silver. And that was it, really. Like, it was just like it, it was just there. It was just, eh, like completely meh. Uh, I thought it was super boring. Uh, we had the AW Women's Championship match Hikaru Shida, the champion, versus Aniki Ryu Mizunami. This was my match of the night. This was the one that I really, really liked. Uh, it was wrestled out of a total uh, Joshi style. A lot of uh, it, it felt like two wrestlers that they don't hate each other, but they are really, really competitive and they want to wrestle for a title. And they're happy to go at each other and beat the shit out of each other. And that was like really nice to see. I don't always want to see like blood feuds in matches. I don't need all my matches to have unnecessary drama. And so this was just like a fun match to watch between two good wrestlers 
um, just doing their thing. I liked it bell to bell. Um, it started slow, but obviously matches start slow. Uh, if you're expecting a spot fest, then I mean, go watch the Young Bucks or or whatever. Uh, but like this was like I really really enjoyed it. I I, I had a lot of fun watching this match. And Chida defeated Mizunami as expected, hundred uh, percent. She won with the core screw Tamashi, and I don't know. At this point, this was my favorite match so far. It stayed like that for the rest of the show, pretty much. Uh, after the match, Nyla Rose came out and attacked them, and then uh, Baker and Ito and Rebel also joined, and then Tanda Rosa made the save. And it's at this point where you see like Makito like. You are meaningless. Like, you are just one in a bunch in a beat-up. And that's that's something that uh just feels, like, super shitty about AW. Their women's division, like, no one feels special other than, in my opinion, Thunder Rosa, who is technically NWA's. Uh, but, like, to me, like, it's Rosa and Serena Deev, the top uh women in the promotion and then Sheeta uh because she's a champion and Rico because she hasn't been here in a year. The rest just feel like like just part of the bunch right now, like not doing really anything. And then there you have Makito. Your the the I I I just I dreaded her debut and I'm getting proven right. Like, she just feels like one of the bunch. Uh, we got Miro and Kip Sabian versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. This was the worst match of the night. This was just crap. Uh, it started before the match in the hall where Miro and Sabian attacked Taylor and Cassidy. Uh, Taylor was busted open from, like, the eye and the arm. I don't know if it was legit, but there was, like, blood. Uh, unnecessary blood to be honest and then the match kind of like ended up revolving around Miro just wanting to win and not stopping anything even to the point where he tossed Orange Cassidy on top of Ford so Ford got like injured and then like instead of caring for Sabian and Ford he just like pulled Sabian into the ring to get the tag and, and win the match so, if anything else, it seems like they're going to split up Sabian and, and Miro, which is the best thing that could happen to Miro. Um, but, yeah, this was just crap. <laughs> 100%. And then we got an inner circle interview where Jericho and MJF are saying there's going to be a war council on Wednesday. So, at this point, doing the inner circle and then something, something, event on Wednesday it feels like it's Jericho's new gimmick uh, it feels like there's one one of these things every week uh, so I, I got a feeling that the inner circle is, is close to ending I, I don't think it's going to last much longer we got the money match from uh, with Hanman Adam Page defeating money Matt Hardy this was a really well wrestled match, but at this point of the show, I just started to get really, really bored. Uh, the match was long and super spotty. There was like 
Paige doing moonsaults all over the place to the floor. Uh, the match built around Paige like being close to win, and and then Private Party came down, and then uh, the Dark Order came down, and Paige got the win with the Buckshot Lariat. Again, it was a good match. Arguably, like I'd say it was the third best match of the night. Um, but I just was bored at this point. I, this match felt like super, super long. I don't know how long it went, but it just felt like super long. I, I, I don't know. Like at this point, I, I, I'm, I don't really care about Matt Hardy matches. I like him as a character, as a manager. Uh, I like his cinematic stuff. I don't really care for Matt Hardy matches. And I think that that took me out. Um, we had the face of the revolution ladder match. This was Cody versus Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Penta versus Max Caster versus Karate Man. Uh, I was incredibly underwhelmed by that they hired. Oh, I'm not underwhelmed that they hired Karate Man. I was underwhelmed that he was like the mystery guy because I don't think Ethan Page is that good. Uh, I love the North. I don't like Ethan Page by himself. I think he, he, I've, I always get the impression that he thinks he's better better than than a lot of people, and that he thinks like he's the big thing. I mean, all ego, but. I've never seen anything good of him outside of tag teaming with Josh Alexander. And so, like, to me, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, he'll probably have to end up getting Alexander to jump to AEW because otherwise his career is not going to go anywhere. Uh, I also thought this match was incredibly long um, and boring. Even for a ladder match to be boring, that says something. Um, the The spots in the match felt like the same usual shit that we get in a billion other ladder matches that we've seen. Uh, nothing really innovative. There was a couple of spots that looked like really like badly executed. Um, like especially there was one that like really stuck out to me where I think it was Cody taking like a cutter from the ladder or something like that. And it just like looked bad. Uh, and there was a couple of those. Um, at least I noticed one with Sky and one with Cody. And they were like mostly the same thing where it was just like a move out of the ladder. Uh, the big thing about this match was that there was a spot where Cody took a destroyer from Penta on a ladder. And he was taken out and then he came back. And in my opinion, that's when the match should have ended. Like maybe just a couple of minutes after he came back. He does the big spot with Sky and Sky wins. Perfect, but no, they they. I think they went like another ten minutes after Cody came back, and I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like this is taking too long. Like at the end of the match, people like Paige, I, I had no idea where they were, uh, in the match. I hadn't seen them in a while, so it just felt like unnecessarily long, unnecessarily, like uh, overproduced, and yeah, like nothing felt unique or innovative. So it was really unfortunate because this had a lot of potential. Uh, but yeah, like I think they just tried to overdo things in this case. We got the big uh, debut of the surprise 
quote-unquote Hall of Fame worthy signee and quote-unquote cannot be outworked uh, debut and it was Christian Cage I love Christian Cage but it's not 2005 <laughs> uh, I don't think he makes a single dent in anything I like the first thing that came to my my head when he came out was AW haters are going to say that this looks like TNA because we now have Sting we got Taz, we got Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kasarian, now Christian Cage. So at, at this point, it's just starting to feel like the same errors that TNA did. Honestly, TNA did them when they were still in the rise, so it's it was okay. But uh, it's just starting to feel like they're hiring more old people uh, who, like, Look, they could be like really good assets for the company, but like they're hiring just old people. Um uh, and I don't know, like I wasn't excited. Like I I understand that I think people overhyped this enough and like it just felt like no name Batista or CM Punk aside was going to appease the fans but I don't know like it just doesn't feel like that big of a case to have Christian Cage again in 2021 uh yeah I was just underwhelmed but I mean we'll see what he does uh he's supposedly cleared to wrestle which I mean okay again you were you were good in 2005-2010 but it is now it's now 2021 you know so we'll see uh we got the cinematic match with brian cage and ricky starch versus ting and darby allen i thought this was good um i i really enjoyed it i liked the production value i thought it looked really really nice uh the the stunts were fantastic allen was out of his mind uh cage and starts looked great sting looked good uh he looked like a guy that that hadn't been forced to retired so that was good uh i guess my only like thing that i would have taken out is the ring if it's a street fight you don't really need a ring uh well i mean you do need a ring but you could have made it like just a hardcore match or something where you don't require a ring um but i mean it was okay that's like a nitpick i i thought the match was was fun when it comes to like cinematic matches uh, this was definitely like in the upper uh, echelon of the rankings of the tiers. Um, it's hard to say that it was better than the final deletion, but I, f I mean, they're two different, com completely different things. It's, it's really hard to compare, but this was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then we had the main event, the AW World ha uh, Championship exploding exploding barbed wire death match uh kenny omega retained against uh jonathan moxley so yes the explosions were shitty in my opinion all throughout some people are saying that the ones on the ropes look good but it was the ones on the floor that looked shitty 
to me they all look shitty uh i've watched several onita matches hell i've watched onita matches from last year uh and to me it's like it's not excusable to have like shitty explosions like i'm not saying you have like you need like big powder and like mines or anything but like you can definitely put money into like better explosions uh and this these look shitty all throughout like my my big the big way that i describe this match is it was a really good barbed wire massacre but it was a terrible exploding death match that's the way that i see this um because the psychology and the use of the barbed wire throughout the match all of that was really really good uh, one spot aside which was moxley breaking up the pin uh, by exploding the 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 ring that thing aside everything else could have been perfectly done just with barbed wire and it would have been okay it would have been a good match I, like i still gave it a, a, a high-ish rank uh rating i gave it like a three point between 3.5 and 4 uh, but yeah like the the explosions definitely started to like slowly chip away the excitement because as soon as they they hit the the one on the floor with the death rider to the floor like you at that point i knew these explosions are shit and they're going to build up to like the big explosion it's going to be shit so at that point i already kind of like expected a really shitty explosion and and so like it just started to like chip away in my excitement it got to the point where i was just like i mean okay it, it's a good match but i'm not i'm it's not the explosions anymore that i'm excited for and to end things like they did pretty much an evil and dick togo ending where the good brothers came out and they sucked the air out of the match because they cheat and then it takes forever for for mox for omega to win and you know he's gonna win uh because that was also another thing like i never expected omega to lose the title it was just a matter of like how we get there and so it just felt like a necessary uh it was bound to happen that AW was gonna have to start doing uh, interference and all that stuff for the finishes. I uh, granted they're still not doing DQs, like overdoing DQs, but they are starting to do a lot of interferences, uh, similar to New Japan. And so, I don't know. Th this match started really good and just like slowly started to go down to the point where I was just like, eh, it's it's. It was a good bloody match, but that's it. Like, realistically, like, you want to talk death matches? Mao versus Katsumata from DDT using, like, fucking Legos had a better death match than this. 100%. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I, I just think, like, uh, AW needs to, like, limit themselves. Like, find the things that you do well and do them and limit yourself don't try to do like all of it uh unless you're you're prepared to do it and i don't know like i find it hard to believe that like 
people are saying that these were duds. I think they legit just had shitty explosions, shitty mechanisms. And uh, it's hard for me to believe that they saw these explosions and said, like, yeah, that is a good explosion for a deathmatch. Like, that kind of tells me that whoever planned this shit hasn't actually watched a, a, an Onita match uh, in a long time. Because this just looked shitty. And I don't know. Like, the, the one thing I'll say, I'm not going to let a shitty, like, firework explosion judge a whole show or a whole match uh realistically this was like the least relevant stuff it was it just happened to be the ending of the whole thing and that is the thing that we left um the show with and so that's the thing that everyone's thinking about and talking about but that in no way represents the issues that the rest of the show had like my my reasons why i didn't like i don't know like Matt Hardy's match or the ladder match or I wasn't excited for Christian Cage signing had nothing to do with with powder uh so like I I think a lot of people are judging the whole show and the whole match because of a dud uh of a firework I think that's completely unfair I understand that yeah like it was part of it and it looked shitty but it it's it's an accident, I guess, in a way. Uh, you can't really judge the whole promotion, the whole match, or the whole show just because a firework didn't look good. I, I think that is the one thing that we do need to take away from here, from this. But yeah, that was it for AW Revolution. Again, I said um, the show was... Like, it was good as a show. It was still arguably the best show in the U.S. Uh yeah <laughs> i think it was i think it was better than hard to kill probably and like it was better than anything uh wwe does so i think it's still like the better show in the u.s i just thought like it was for aw like pretty underwhelming for me and it was just like right there in the middle there are a lot of matches in this show that just didn't work for me and be it because I just maybe don't follow it closely. I'm not invested in many of the guys. But, like, I'm just not invested in guys like Matt Hardy or Kip Sabian or, uh, I don't know, who else, like, Ethan Page. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, for instance, I was super invested in Shida versus Mizunami because they gave me a tournament and I followed the tournament and I watched the matches and I saw Mizunami get to the point, you know? That was fun. But like just seeing a, like a casino tag team royal with a bunch of people from dark. I'm not invested. That's I don't care about that shit. Uh, I'd rather see a tournament with tag teams to see who's the number one contenders. than you know. But yeah, that's it for, for AW. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, I think they'll, they'll I think they're going to be okay. I, I don't need to worry about them. But the other thing, obviously, in the United States that we need to talk about. Yes, you know it. You want it. It's an impact traffic report. Welcome, everyone, to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling from March the 9th. This is the 
go home show for sacrifice that's taking place on saturday uh in the bti match of the week tjp defeated madman fulton uh with ace austin uh ace austin and tjp are feuding for the x division championship that's gonna take place at sacrifice so that was the reason of the match the show itself opened with a video recapping the stuff between the Good Brothers and Finjuice and the stuff with ODB and Diana Parasso. Those are two matches that are also being built for Sacrifice. Um, and the big tease of this show was that in the main, well, not the main event, but that Scott Demore has a big announcement for the Moose versus Swan match. And... That is like the big sell of this show itself, the tease. Uh, the show opened with Jazz defeating Tasha Steels. Um, so another match that's being built for sacrifice, like everything's being built for sacrifice, uh, is Jazz and Jordan Grace versus Tasha Steels and Kira Hoven for the knockout stack titles. This match was actually really fun. Uh, Jazz and Steels, like legit, had a really good match. Um, like it took them a while to, to like, to get in gear, but it was a really, really fun, uh, match that they had. Uh, it, it, it was mostly that steals took jazz seriously. And so there wasn't like a lot of like comedy or mocking or anything like that. It was legit Tasha steals, like wrestling jazz. And that was really, really good. Um, Jazz won with an STF, so that's it. Uh, Gia Miller interviewed ODB, uh, and she's talking about the match at, at Sacrifice versus Diana Parasso. Susan came out and confronted ODB and challenged her to a match, so we are going to have ODB versus Susan tonight. Uh, ODB was really, really good in this, this interview. She, her like She's really good at talking. At, she's really good at being ODB, and so like it's really fun uh we got trey miguel saw like backstage this guy sam beal the guy that sammy callahan was talking to last week when callahan went to the trey miguel's uh gym and so this sam guy is telling like yeah like sammy callahan told me that if i showed up on impact and i challenged you to a match that you like wimp out and say no and so miguel's like yeah dude i, I want to match i want to like fight you like and so sam pretty much like pushed miguel's buttons into accepting the match uh so that's another match for tonight trey miguel versus one of his trainees sam beal uh we got a video package for swan versus moose this was uh the same one that we saw last year i mean last year last week but it was a uh, better compiled and it's just pretty much Moose talking about going for Swan uh, because he has a championship that Moose needs to get taken seriously. And Swan wanting to beat Moose to prove that he, while it may not be stronger and faster, he has more heart. So it was a good package. Yeah. We got the Beer Guns, James Storm, and Chris Saban defeat the Desi Hit Squad, Rohi Raju, and Mahabali Shira. Uh, the story here is that Storm and Chira just want to go at each other to the point where both guys at different parts of the match kind of like uh, jeopardized their momentum uh, just because they wanted to beat the shit out of each other. And that ended up being the reason why 
Rohit and Shira lost because when Rohit was ready to win the match over Storm, Shira just jumped in and wanted to like get in a fight with Storm. And that distracted Rohit, allowing the beer guns to take out Shira and then take out Rohit for the win. And so uh I, I don't know what the plans are for Shira exactly, but it kind of feels like they just brought him in for like a set of tapings and he probably needs to go back to wherever or whatever he does. And so it, it just kind of feels like they brought him in, they did some things, and then they're breaking up the team right now because there's no need to keep Chira. Uh, backstage, we saw Triple XL and Reno Scum. They they were discussing about like why they lost the last week match. They're so obviously blaming each other. Decay interrupted, and so Triple XL like walked away because they don't want to do anything with Rosemary. But Reno Scum was like all in like, hey, so. Let's have a fight at Sacrifice. So it's going to be Reno Scum versus Taurus and Crazy Steve. Um, we got, uh, I guess, like a result of Diener finally coming out of the week-long punishment. Uh, because he was, like, trapped in a room where Eric Young had him. Uh, James Storm and Chris Saban approached uh, Diener, Eric Young, and Doring. And they pretty much just like told EY that they thinks that they f they thought that the things he was doing to Junior were like wrong, and so by them by the sign attacked the beer guns. Um, I guess it serves them right for sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. We got Brian Myers. Uh, he went to Scott Demore's office and he tried to get Eddie Edwards fired, um, and he threatened with a lawsuit. Damore said, like, you know what? Like, if you want to sue, sue. Like, I've, I am accustomed to it. Uh, but at Sacrifice, why don't you and Eddie Edwards deal with your problems in a no-rules match? They, they give it, like, a, a weird name, but it's technically a no-rules match. Um, so that is one more match for Sacrifice. Uh, and then we had Trey McGill defeat Sam Beal. This was a one-minute not even a squash, like <laughs> uh, the match started and Miguel pretty much locked in a submission and tapped the guy out. Uh, prior to the match, Sammy Callan had, had come out and say that the Miguel is a quitter, but he had like a new protege, you know, in Sam Beal. After Sam Beal tapped out in less than a minute, uh, Callahan uh, hit a package pile driver on the kid and I guess it was, it was meant to do it in a way to like mess with Miguel more than anything else. And it kind of worked. Miguel versus Callahan is not happening at Sacrifice. So they may be saving that one for Rebellion, who is already started, which is already starting to get built. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's definitely more of a, a Rebellion match because unless they wanted to like something smaller like your one-on-one -on -one match at uh, an impact plus special and then have the like the the blood feud match at rebellion oh uh, we got an answer from saving storm they they recover from the beatdown and they cut a promo on ey saying that you know they've known him for 20 years but they didn't don't know where things got wrong and so at sacrifice they want to fight by them by the sign 
Jake something walked up and said like, hey, uh, if you guys are going to be wrestling Doring and Diener, I'll I'll be there to take care of EY if he wants to get involved. Uh, so instead of a six man, we're going to get a, a two on two with something and young outside a seconds. So I have, that that I can totally see being turned into a six man once the match starts. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. We got our weekly AW commercial with Tony Khan, Skip, and Shibani. Uh, they just talked about Revolution. They did mention that Omega Satur will building uh, exploding rings. And that Eddie Kingston's actions will be explained at Dynamite. So if you care about that, go watch Dynamite. Uh, we got the contract signing with the Big Brothers and Finjuice. Um, to re- re- like summarize this thing, they drank a lot of whiskey. They signed the contract and then they got into a brawl. It was okay. It was a good skit. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I thought that... I think like Finley looks really, really good at facing off against guys like the Good Brothers, but I f- like weirdly enough, Juice Robinson looks like super quiet uh, and super like reserved when dealing with guys like the Good Brothers. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing because in Japan, uh, Juice is the flamboyant guy, and here he just seems like kind of reserved. We got a fantastic, fantastic match with Chris Bay defeating Ace Austin. This was legit an awesome match. Um, it was just like, it wasn't just like X Division stuff. It was like they did mat wrestling, like chain wrestling. They did a lot of counters and reversals, aerial stuff. Uh, like they cha- exchanged strikes, a bunch of near falls. Like, this was just a fantastic match. This is something that I would recommend you go out of your way to watch if you can. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. At the end, it came down to, like, Fulton started to, like, Ace hid behind Fulton because Ace was just, like, taking a beating. And so the distraction, or not the distraction, but, like, Fulton's uh, interference or distraction made gave Austin the the upper hand on Bay. And at that point, TJP walked out and pretty much just like lured Fulton to the back. But that was enough distraction for Re- for Bay to recover and hit the Art of Finesse on, on Ace for the win. It was just like, it was really, really good. This is a match that I, I totally recommend you watch. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, just top two top guys right now going at each other and they gave them a lot of time uh they legit they probably got about 15 maybe 20 minutes like it it went i think two commercial breaks it was just like really really long they got a good amount of match a time it was like oh man it's so good so at this point we have austin versus tjp at sacrifice i don't expect bay to be at it at the, to the sacrifice match, but I think they're definitely building to a three-way at Rebellion. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm thinking. Um, and also, after the match, we saw TJP get confronted by Josh Alexander, who's like, like, what the fuck are you interfering in matches, dude? 
And, and so TJP actually like looked kind of heelish. Uh, and Alex Sanchez, so like, dude, I don't care who, like, if you win at, at sacrifice, just know that I'm coming for you. And so good, good, good. I love it. Uh, at this, uh, we saw Rohit Raju and, and Shira had some dissension. Shira actually attacked Raju after Raju was just like complaining that he lost matches because of Shira. So, like I said, I think they're just like breaking up the thing. The team here, I cannot expect doing Shira versus Raju. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I don't think they're going to do it. And finally, we got the last match of the night. Not the, the closing of the show, but the last match of the night was ODB squashing Susie. This was a squash by all means. Uh, Susie just had like one or two hold spots and they didn't last long. It was just ODB doing all her old school stuff, her signature stuff, just to, you know, to, to get built to her challenge for, for the title. Uh, so it was good. After the match, um, Purazzo and Kimberly came down to attack, and then Jordan Grace and, and Jazz came down for the save, and then Kira Hogan and uh, Tasha Steeles came down and attacked, and so at the end, the heels dominated the ring. It was really cool because no one except, actually, like Jazz's uh, wrestling attire is like a uh a jumper suit and susan right now is dressing like with a like a, a black suit and so at the end of the the whole thing like there's just a bunch of women fighting each other and none of them are rest uh wearing wrestling gear they're just wearing like normal clothing and so it looked really good uh it looked really fun i, I really enjoyed that that like that site and finally we got to the closing segment and this was like really the whole this was the reason why the whole show existed scott the uh is out there with moose and, and rich swan and he cut a promo and he announced that at sacrifice swan versus moose will be a title versus title the impact world title versus the tna world title in a unification match where the winner takes all but that's not it. The winner of that match is going to be the world title representing Impact. And that person is going to go to Rebellion to defend against Kenny Omega in an Impact Championship versus AEW Championship. Winner takes all. So we're going to get just one champion at Sacrifice and then at Rebellion. Kenny Omega is going to take that title. I cannot expect. I do not expect either Moose or Swan. Like, Sacrifice to me should be Moose's. But I have to imagine they want to do Swan versus Omega. And so they're going to fuck up my booking. Uh, and the sensible booking. So I am guessing just Kenny's going to be the Impact Champion by the time Rebellion ends. And... That's going to be the third championship that he collects, you know? So there it is. Uh, it's all going according to plan, according uh, as Don Callis said. And that is it for this week. That was Impact Wrestling. That was AW, and that was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was a packed show. Realistically, uh, 
there was other stuff happening, like Noah stuff happening that was really good. Uh, there's a stardom happening, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling happening. Uh, I just didn't really have a chance to watch much of it because once again, we're in that, that little season where New Japan just has daily shows and you're watching them all and it's just hard to follow. And then, I mean, I had AW last weekend. I'm going to have uh, sacrifice this weekend. So it's just like really packed with other stuff right now. But um, like always, if there's something worth talking about, we can always have a, a mini episode as we did with uh, Stardom last week. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, remember to go to Spotify or iTunes to find this podcast and every other podcast that we've done. Uh, remember to like, share, uh, subscribe, leave a review, stars, whatever you can. Uh, everything, uh, everything helps. You can also go to Twitter to DW Revolution, where I mean, you can we can find me and we can talk. And you can also go to TheWrestlingRevolution.com where you can find the written versions of all the reviews that we talked about uh, this this show. Especially like the New Japan Cup. There's definitely like way more uh, descriptions and stuff like that in those because I, I did run through them pretty quickly. Uh, and for the Impact one, you can go to Figure4W online, F4W online, uh, where I do the weekly recaps of Impact Live uh, so go there and as a final plug, I have started streaming all Japan women's pro wrestling on Twitch on Friday nights, 7 PM mountain time. We were, we watched episode three last week. This week is episode four. Uh, these are the retro hour episodes that I think they air like in 2007. Uh, but it's a good compilation of just like eighties joshi wrestling so if you want to drop by again 7 uh, p.m twitch slash zero 2k c e r o 2k um zero en espanol uh so yeah like uh drop by and and you know we can watch some an hour of, of joshi wrestling and talk about it i try to do like a research before the the show so i can try explain as much as i can but yeah, like feel free, feel free to drop by, and that is it for this week. It was packed, uh, but there's still so much to watch. So I'm gonna go take a nap right now and get ready, cause tomorrow morning there's there's just more wrestling to watch. So without further ado, have a pleasant day, pleasant night, wherever you are, and adios. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>